everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 369. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And we are doing something a little bit different tonight. Um, as we mentioned on last week's show, uh, I said we're going to move things over to Discord. Because here's the thing. If you upgrade, to, you're going to be forced to upgrade to Skype version 8, which is nice. But there is an option in Skype most people turn off, automatic mic leveling. You turn it off, you adjust the mic as you wish. In Skype 8, you can still do that, but there is a catch. It still doesn't do it. So until they fix that, we are going to try how this, going to, how this sounds in Discord. But as per Microsoft, Skype version 7 has a stay of execution for a while. So we will see how things go, how we juggle it. So anywho, we are live tonight, week of August 7th, 2018, right here on the VOG Network. We are live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use IRC. Dot .gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. You can also head on over to live.vognetwork.com, uh, animejamsession.com slash vognetwork, where there is a link. If you click on that, it'll bring you into the chat room if you are using Chatzilla. Remember, you must be running Firefox 57 or older. It'll bring you in. Anything newer than that, you're going to get a little pop-up. So just say yes, join the chat. It's golden. In the event you're on the VOG Network site and you're running into some issues, uh, just go ahead and go to webchat.gamesearch.net and you can join us there. More fun, more chaos. That's kind of how we like to do things around here. So, and anywho, for some of us, we're gonna, we're chilling out and having a good time, you know. But for 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 others, it's more like. Oh yeah. Why would you play that music, Ranma? The bane of my existence, and also. Also, very enjoyable time. Yes. So it is con crunch for some of us at Otakon, and we're feeling it. I'm hoping that my cosplay shows up tomorrow so I can bring it this weekend. If not, I'll be wearing it at Liberty City next weekend. So, yeah, that's gonna be some real fun stuff. Ugh. All right. Anywho, let me adjust something over here real quick, and we're golden. All right. So, anywho. We're going to go around the room. I'll go with, how was your week? How was your day? Ari! Okay, well, let's see. <clears throat> I got paid today, but that check, but most of that check went to paying the car payment for the month and paying for my room for Otakon. Gotcha. And I also loved the... I also was super hypocritical because I was bragging about how much money I was saving by taking the bus down to D.C., Yet this is very clearly the most I've ever spent on a room that wasn't, you know, flying down to Florida. Yeah, I looked at those prices. That's why I'm like, I'll stay in the regular room. So you know. But the thing is, you know, I, you know, as shit's been going for me, I get very few chances to, you know, indulge yeah. like this. Mm -hmm. So this is like the 
like the big thing for the season that I'll be doing. I guess you want to if you want to put it like that. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. Did you make my song Africa by Toto? Maybe. For fuck's sake. I'm not going to hear the end of this until fucking after Sunday, am I? Uh, no. After today, it is done. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. I like that remix that you played. Oh, that was Jonathan Young. He does some really good stuff. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he do some comedy music, too, or something? I think so. He actually did a cover of, a, of My Chemical Romance. Oh, nice, nice. I'll have to look up more of his stuff then. Yeah, I listen. I have that playing when I'm at, when I'm at work from time to time. I uh, w- want to get this out of the way before I address that um, mm-hmm. African elephant. <clears throat> yep. Um, I put up some lights around my main window in my my uh, living room. My aunt and uncle were glad were were happy to lend me a step ladder I needed because I busted one of my favorite chairs when I you know lean the wrong way on it blew out it one of its legs fell down broke like six other things on the way down oh um Ari uh, you're still coming in a little bit loud so this is I'm going to try something on my end here I'm going to bring your volume down let's see how that works because a couple of you were saying you're a little loud hmm. I, I say boisterous either or works but anyway uh, Sunday I went to affiliate game with a friend uh, alumni week they're all about the university of the 2008 what was that they were all about the uh, 2008 world series you know celebration on the this past weekend oh okay that was fun oh good good you know all, all the alumni from you know even the, even the 80s were there and oh boy, that this song. So is it still lost? Yes. Okay. And no, that is not a compliment. I know it's not a compliment. But you know, my fr- my friend was playing this when I was you know swimming at his place on Saturday. I'm like, really, dude? And they're like jumping on me about it. And I said on my personal Facebook that this. I told my friends that it was the new Rick Roll, mm. among other comparisons. Yeah. And on my personal Facebook. Huh? Yeah, but this is a lot more mellow, more enjoyable from time to time. I also said it was the lost.jpg of music. And I just love starting up, you know, battlefields on my personal Facebook page. While you're sitting, it, while you're sitting in the rafters with your popcorn. Not even that, just with my back turned and my head in my hand, just like, oh, I can't be, I can't take my eyes off you idiots for five minutes. <laughs> so yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Okay, alright, cool. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Ichigo? Uh, sorry, the sound went out for a second, and I was like, wait, what happened? Um, I'm doing okay. Um, overall, it's been a pretty productive week. I got all my commissions done. Yay! And then, um, I'm not as panicky as I thought I would be for this week. That's good. Um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be an enjoyable time. It's just, 
you know, the build up to it and all the work you put into it, that that's where, you know, it gets you. I have my one anxiety dream, my one Otakon anxiety dream, which was basically that everything went to shit and that we didn't have our like catering order and all that other fun stuff. So we had no food to serve anyone. And so like made cafe couldn't be a cafe. It was just crazy. It was I don't I don't even know. My brain just uh, wasn't functioning. I still have to so get, I still have to get my ticket for that that's not sold out. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Um, I mean, we've only sold about 200 to 300 tickets um, of the 700 we do during the weekend, okay. um, which I'm actually pretty surprised. We've almost sold up to half um, with the new ticketing system, so I am very sure we will sell because um, <laughs> it's right next to registration, so thankfully everybody will be able to get their tickets. Um, Using any tickets in the cafe, so if you are coming and you have your heart, your little heart, your little deep set dark heart like mine set on going to the maid cafe, um, you'll want to go and get those tickets before you come over. Yep, yep. But that's just a tip. Um, yeah. Overall, I'm excited. I get to perform again, which is one of my strengths, I think. And so I get to be made, and I'm very excited about it. And I get to be. Uh, you'll hear a lot of them call me Mama Mado. <laughs> if you come out because we're very much like a family but yeah so that's what i've been prepping for this week and i'm super excited to be there so so in other words we are family you got all your maidos with me charge huh yeah yeah i'm i am the head maid so i got on my i just the, H it, the hmic <laughs> yes it's you know so i'm excited yeah Alright. My weekend day has been interesting. It's just me just getting ready for Otakon. I'm slowly putting my clothes together. After tonight's show, after I do the edits, I'm just going to get um, my electronics set. Um, I'm waiting on for one more cosplay, and tomorrow night I'll pack everything up. And then, it's like back in my old anime Boston days. Normally, I ride down with Ari, but he's taking a bus. I'm taking a bus because... By the time I had the money together, it was too expensive for Amtrak. And I said, fuck it. This con ain't worth $400 train ticket. Nope, nope, nope. So $400 train ticket? Really? 300 Yeah, it was like 100 and something going down and two and change coming back. So I said, fuck it. Ouch. So, so I just paid extra for a priority seating on Megabus because I am not doing Greyhound again. So I will be at the Megabus at 5 a.m. to be there by 9 so we can make sure we have our rooms proper. Um, I got my clothes more or less laid out, ready to go. I finally mailed out the packages that, um, that I've been saying to. Two of them have been, been uh, delivered. Uh, one of my friends, Baltimore Lauren, she asked, she mentioned some time back about a Sailor Venus mug. She was like, somebody get me one. And we go a ways back, so I was like, fuck it. And I bought her one, and she, and she has it, and she, and she loves it. Another friend of mine sent her a care package of stuff, so according to the post office, it was delivered, but I'll, I'll give her a call later to find out if she got it and all that good shit, you know. Um, uh, yeah, basically, I'm just going to start getting my electronics together and just start getting paperwork together so I can have it in my bag ready to go. I probably see myself having maybe about a couple of hours of sleep on Wednesday before I pack, transform and roll out. So, yeah, that's basically is it. Um, 
Yeah, we've been getting we've been getting some feedback from from a few listeners through through my private Facebook, and I appreciate that. That it's been a little choppy with the background music. So, um, what we're going to do, um, we're gonna while we're while the break plays, we're gonna flip back over to Skype and just deal with it. For some reason, on our other podcast, when I do when we do it on Skype. It's not so choppy, not chaotic, probably because I don't have music playing in the background. But as you know, with the pro, with the podcast, music is a bit of a good thing for us in the background. It kind of makes things pop. So we're going to go ahead, take our first break. And when we get back, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of cool st- uh, stuff that's been in the, in the news. So, huh. I just realized this one track is like one of the longest intros ever. Usually... Opening anime tracks are usually no more than four minutes, five minutes tops. This one's six six minutes, 15 seconds. All right. Uh, let me adjust the volume. And we'll be back.
All right, so now that we got that out the way, um, during the break, we did switch over to Skype, and I was jumping for joy because the latest version of Skype updated, and it fixed the microphone issue. So now we're going to call the squad and bring them in. That's one. What's up? Hey. And it's still ringing for Ichigo. I, I, you know what? I actually hate the fact that you have you hear the ringing sound effect while you're calling people, even though I disabled that, even, you know? But on the plus side, I like how it sounds really cool now. It's kind of catchy. It has a bit of a Jeopardy-esque sound to it. It doesn't sound like it's played by a bunch of MIDI notes. True. But hey, some I people like, like that, Yay. so... My... My bad, I thought I hit the stop button. I just get a dramatic entrance, Ranma. It's just, like, normal. It comes with, like, the magical girl license. You get, like, an underwritten, like... Magical entry music whenever like you enter a room. So that's bullshit. I'm all about the fighting game entrance aesthetic personally. That that's bullshit. I didn't pay for that extension for that extended license. We don't have money like that to throw around. <laughs> so whatever that glitch was, it you go enjoy it. It won't happen again. Aww. See, too bad. So, anywho, by the way, you might want to check later for the, for the updated version of Skype. It fixes the issue, and I'm quite happy about that. Yeah, it told me that it has a... Hey, there's an update waiting for you. Did you run the update? Not yet, because it said yeah. it, would re, it would shut it down and then restart it. Yeah, I did that during the break. It only took like a minute or two, so, yeah. So. Um, You two are taking the first articles, right? Yeah, go ahead if you want to run it in the background, yeah. All right, I'll try it. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, okay. Oh, Ichigo, I, I, I think Mako-chan did this specifically for you. Huh, you think? It might slightly be my fandom or something? I don't know. Halloween something and like All those good, lovely, wonderful things. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad we're not going to Japan yet, but when we go next year, we're going to hit all the cafes. Um, Black Butler is getting its own Halloween-themed cafe, um, specifically for the villains, in October. A new Black Butler-inspired Kuroshichuji Phantom Cafe Halloween Party Cafe will return to Area Q in Harajuku, Tokyo from October 5th to the 31st. The venue previously ran a Black Butler Cafe in 2016, and an official website for the new cafe opened to reveal its vi its key visual on Friday. I, I read that as Visual K because <laughs> because the <laughs> Gee, Undertaker is kind of uh, <laughs> is kind of Visual K in his styling. Um, the Halloween theme cafe will feature a menu and merchandise inspired by the series villains. Advanced reservations will be required, and a ticket lottery will open on August 18th. The regular ticket sales will begin on September 5th, and the website will reveal more information about the cafe on August 18th. The 27th compiled book volume of Janos Toboso's Black Butler manga also shipped on Friday. So, for those of you who are Black Butler fans, super exciting! That's cool. Way past cool. Alright, looks like Ari is back. So let's let me bring him back into into our into the fold. Um There we go. 
And for some reason, it says I'm not. When I went to go add him, it says two people not on the call, and I'm listed. I'm just like, how am I not on the call if I'm the one hosting the damn call? And Skype is giving us more shit. It sounds like. Not really, but at least now you can properly adjust your microphones. It's you go. You might want to go down to Scotch. Um, I I don't have the new one, so I will have oh. to do it later. Okay. How's mine sounding? You can go down. Yours sounds Scotch. good. You can go down to Scotch. That better? A little bit more. How's that? That's good. I just think as you get lower, you just get more boisterous. I think it's your inner Italian. <laughs> that reminds me, you've been checking out that, uh, what was it, the Pasta Granny's uh, yeah. web? I be, yeah. Some of the stuff they make on the pretty nuts. I think any childhood kid who's seen this movie knows this song, or when they hear this song, they know what's coming up. Why am I playing this? I'm about to tell you more about Transformers the movie. Not the fact that I have it in a steel case edition, steelbook edition I got for like 10 bucks. I'm going to tell you about the fact that the original Transformers the movie, the original animated film from the early 80s, 1986 will be in theaters. A special screening on September 27th. Only 500 theaters. I have to decide if I'm going to go see it or not. I might cry like a bitch like the first time when I was like a yay kid. Yes, I am dating myself here. Deal with it. But according to a joint venture between Shout Factory, Hasbro Studios, and Fathom Events, you're going to get the opportunity to see this on September 27th. After the screening, you'll get a sneak peek at the making of Bumblebee, which is the sixth film in the live-action Transformers series. Here is the description of the movie. The Autobots, led by the heroic Optimus Prime, prepare to make a daring attempt to retake the planet from the evil forces of Megatron and the Decepticons. Unbeknown to both sides, a menacing force is heading their way, Unicron. The only help of stopping Unicron lies within the matrix of leadership and the Autobot who can rise up and use its power to light their darkest hour. Will the Autobots be able to save the native planet from destruction or will the Decepticons reign supreme? Shoutback released this film on Blu-ray and DVD back in September 2016. The release was an HD remaster with a new transfer from the original 35mm print which includes a new 4K transfer of the original 25mm film elements. Wow. Toei Animation animated the 1986 film as a sequel to the first animated television series of The Transformers. The animated series is based on the Hasbro's toy line, which itself was imported toys from Takara's Diaclone and Microman toy lines, as well as others. And as we all know, Transformers is an anime. We also had a CGI series. We've had a couple of anime series on TV, which is pretty cool and a series of anime series that did not come to the States, which is really cool. It kind of went around the same time as the CGI series, but it was still cute. Yes. I, 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 I'm still on the fence about seeing this, so if I do decide to go, I'll let y'all know. Yeah, it's... Just, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, you know, like back in the day, and just listen to all the, 
This is all the kids start wailing at the same pr time when Optimus Prime died. Maybe. Mostly because Hasbro... It was, it was that moment when Hasbro realized they fucked up. Mm, maybe. But we don't really, know. That's why they bought them all back. Probably. I don't know. Basically, the series did kind of go full circle, so... Alright, Ari, what's going on with the manga publishers? What are they teaming up for? They're teaming up for a Stop Piracy Edition info campaign. Japan's major publishing companies join together for an anti-piracy campaign. The Stop Piracy Edition campaign is a joint everybody. Kanakawa Shoten, Kodansha, Shogaku-kan, and Shuisha to distribute information about the damages caused by pirated manga. <clears throat> the campaign opened a website with detailed information on piracies affected on the publishing industry and the various types of, of piracy that currently exist, like illegal hosting websites. Mm. According to the site, the now... Defunct Free Books received 17.5 million monthly visitors before it was shut down. And the recently shut down Mangamura had as many as 160 million people visiting its site a month. As a result, the site had the potential to earn hundreds of millions of yen a month in advertisement revenue. <clears throat> Another version of piracy sites that currently exist in a legal gray area are leech sites. These sites don't use advertising or revenue, instead earning funds from CyberLocker file storage services. These sites function as a file service, as file search engine where visitors find the manga they want and are redirected to a third-party file hosting site to download it. Publishers are currently push, pushing to have these types of websites outlawed. Users' ability to download files from cyber lockers are limited. The sites limit download speed and the number of files the user can download simultaneously unless they pay a membership fee, which is about $40 per six months. Publishers have found that the only way to combat leech sites is to remove the uploading files the uploaded files from the file hosting sites. In October 2017, publishers removed 33,000 files and approximately 430,000 files were removed in 2016. And they're often uploaded after the re-uploaded after the removal. Some pirates upload manga chapters to YouTube by changing the reading format into a video, and then they earn revenue from advertisements. The site also mentions manga chapter leaks as a previous significant source of piracy. Two major league sites were taken down in 2017, but prior to the removals, they had each earned a combined 379 million yen in ad revenue. That's about 3.4 million. <clears throat> and peer-to-peer uh, -peer programs like Winnie, like Winnie, Share, Perfect Dark, and Kit and Cabos are used in Japan. However, they're not as popular as other piracy alternatives because of the need to download software, ease of use, and risk of viruses. These sites also say users drop drastically after rights holders work with police to detect illegal file sharing. And here we have a bunch of uh, tweets telling us about the uh, <clears throat> like the campaign with various characters from Detective Conan, One Piece, and a couple of the manga I don't recognize. Okay. You know, I don't know, but someone had, like, it got weird because someone had suggested had made the argument that piracy isn't like stealing, it's copying. Like, you steal something yet and it's gone, but you pirate something, you just take a copy of it for yourself. Yes. And so it said, like, imagine someone steals your car, but it's still there in the morning. I mean, I, I know we've talked a little bit about piracy on our, our podcast before, you know, in general, I, you know, it it's, it's, 
it's unfortunately not beneficial to the creators. So inherently, what you're doing is basically stealing their intellectual property and not paying them for it. It's, it's as bad as art theft. It's as bad as any other sort of theft where you're not reimbursing the people who are making the product. Um, so I know we've talked a lot about it. Yeah, we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I've said it. I, I am guilty of it. We all are guilty of it. But the problem is, for most people, we just can't up and stop. Look, if you're pirating because you can't wait, I can accept that. If you're pirating because you don't want to pay for it, that I have a problem with. I mean, it ain't hard to support your fandom. If you're copying episodes of XYZ series, it ain't hard for you to go to a con and buy merch from it. When the series hits DVD, it's going to be good price. Volume 1 for 20 bucks. That That's not going to break your bank. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I would have to say, I have... I would I would like to go on record and say I have never pirated or fan, pirated Ronma one half, but I did. I copped the Christmas special to watch every year until I got my hands on the DVDs and the Blu-rays, which I now have. If this makes me just as guilty, so be it. But I tell you what, if I'm out there being shady about it, at least I'm telling you up front, and I can also show you. What I have bought to support it. Like, yes, I watched the fan subs of Love Live. What did I do when I when I was out at NDK a couple of years ago? I bought season one, season two, and the movie. I dropped $150 right there, no questions asked. And if I could have found a reasonable price for the entire music box set, I would have bought that too. Yes, I've watched Love Live Sunshine season one. The box set... The Blu-rays are in my cart for 41 bucks. At the end of the month, at the end of August, I will be buying that and adding it to my collection. And I know what you're saying. It doesn't matter. You still did it. Yes, I did do it. But that's my reparations. That's how I'm doing my best to give back. So, there. I mean, we're not blaming you specifically, well, Ron. Everybody's done saying. it. When we were younger, I know when I was younger, I did it without even thinking about it because, you know, didn't know about it. Didn't know mm-hmm. how how bad it was for the industry and, and how negatively it was for them and everything like that. Nowadays, I try not to. Like, I try to go through Crunchyroll and things like that, yep. but I also am not as heavily into anime as I was as a kid. So I'm sure, like, I'm sure that there are other websites still out there that you go to unknowingly or with intent to do it and i mean all you can do is just do exactly like what ron was saying is if you fall in love with a series and you want to really support the artist and everything you know go out and get it you know and and try to support the artist when you can yeah. um unfortunately it's so bad in japan they're having to do this now mm-hmm. so you know it sucks but i'm hoping that it helps them but you know if anybody can they will whenever anybody has nefarious you know, intentions or means to do something, they'll they'll find a way. Um, so I don't see piracy going away along anytime soon. All right, because here's something. Now, if you're on Facebook, like all of us are, you'll see like on these sites, like pick up the bo- the complete su- collection of Inuyasha, Evangelion, Sailor Moon for like thirty bucks. 
These are bootlegs. These are probably Hong Kong pirates, piracy CDs. The Sailor Moon ones, if you notice, it's using the old Deke translated logo for the box set. And as Serenity41088 is saying, it says in the chat room what at live.voknetwork.com, what about the Sailor Moon bootleg? As in the Sailor Moon stars at the moment bootleg until they release a new dubbed version. The ones you find in English on YouTube. Well, first things first. Sailor Moon Sailor Stars was never dubbed in English. If there is an English dub, it's a fan dub project. That's all it is. If by chance it was dubbed, it may have been dubbed in another English-speaking country, but not here. But still, people are still doing it. Don't. Don't. You're going to buy these $30 box sets and realize the subtitles are all fucked up and you're going to be out $30. I can tell you this right now. Hold, let me look at my collection. Um, let's see. One, two, three. I have four Sailor Moon box, four Sailor Moon sets on my, on, on my shelf. Crystal Part 1, Original, Classic, and Classic R. Um... And I have part of Classic S. And I can tell you this right now. That was maybe about, over time, 200 bucks. 200 bucks, well worth it, because I have, I can watch it dubbed, or I can watch it in Japanese. And I have met the voice actors and actresses who have worked on the dub, and they are amazing people. So, yeah. You know, but in the long run, you know, yes, this is still going to happen. But as long as these publishing companies are able to still make a profit and bring you more stuff, that's what basically what the bottom line is going to be. But it still rolls back to the old adage from computer piracy from back in the day. Don't copy that floppy. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase napkin. Oh, God, I remember that. Yep. All right. Okay, Ichigo. Back to you, more idling. Yay, more idle positivity! Yay! Um, for those of you who are big fans of Satoshi Kon, like I am, Fandango is listing Fathom Events screenings of perfect blue films in the U.S. Fandango is listing Fathom Events screenings of Satoshi Kon's perfect blue anime film in U.S. theaters on September 6th and September 10th, and the website lists both English dubbed and English subtitled screenings. The 1997 feature film was directorial debut for Khan, uh, and he went on to make Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, Paranoia Agent, and Paprika, all my aesthetic, before Mm. his unfortunate death in 2010. Set in contemporary Tokyo, the story concerns a pop singer, Mima, who tries to develop an acting career only to experience threats and traumas as her mind breaks down and she is tormented by a ghostly version of her singer self. Manga Entertainment released the film on both VHS, oh, for those of you who don't know what that is, and DVD. Um, Khan based his perfect blue anime film on Yoshikazu Tekuichi's uh, Perfect Blue Complete Metamorphosis novel, which Seven Seas Entertainment shipped on February 6th, and Seven Seas also shipped Tekuichi's second perfect blue novel, Perfect Blue Awaken from a Dream, on April 24th. Um, so this is exciting, and if you haven't seen Perfect Blue and you love that kind of ethereal, 
kind of cross-connection, dreamlike sequence feel to anime and things of that nature. Um, I would say that Satoshi did for this kind of anime, this surreal artistic anime, what Miyazaki did for the childlike wonderment. Like, if you like the edgy, the kind of creepy, but too real, like, it relates to you too much, like, that's Satoshi's kind of aesthetic, and he did such a lovely job with it, um, where it's creepy, and it gets to you, and it kind of, ugh, it gives you the chills. Um, so if you get a chance to, definitely go check this out. I didn't know you were a big Khan fan. Oh, man, I grew up watching it, and I just loved his aesthetic. I, I It's really funny. A lot of people don't know this about me. I friggin' love horror. I friggin' love surreal, creepy, psychological stuff. And Paprika is one of my favorite movies ever. And I really loved Paranoia Agent growing up. So it's really funny because everybody thinks I'm like soft marshmallows and rainbows and moe and sparkles and shit. And I'm just like, nah, I like dark stuff. I like death and blood so, and scary so things. You must be a big fan of, um, what's that series, When They Cry? No, I actually don't like Higarashi no Nakakoro ni because it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. So uh. It's not my favorite cup of tea. I know it's a lot of people's thing, but it's not for me. It's a little too cutesy and it's a little too, um, like it's not, it doesn't have a really deep feeling to me. I like things that have deeper meanings, whereas Higarashi no Nakakoro ni is really just a harem anime. Mm. So, okay. No, no knocking anybody who loves it. No, but no, 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 no. it's not my cup of tea. I, I wasn't saying it like that. I was like, oh, okay. I, you know. Yeah. All right. Let's flip this over. Ari, what's going on with Pokemon Go? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Japan, Pokemon Go Japan is offering tourist packages to catch regional Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Go celebrates its second anniversary with big globe-trotting prizes. The popular mobile game will send 24 people, 12 pairs of two, on a trip to catch one of the four region-exclusive Pokemon. The trips, the, uh, the trip prizes include a tour of LA to capture Tauros, Sydney, Australia to capture Kangaskhan, London to capture Mr. Mind, Mr. Mime, and Hawaii to capture Corsola. Each pair of winners will go to one destination. Players need to follow Japanese Pokemon Go Twitter account to enter the win. Players that need that players then need to tweet one of the four region limited Pokemon that are now available in Japan with the hashtag Pokemon Go. Oh, shit, I, I can't read all that kanji. My bad. <laughs> Choose wisely because the selected Pokemon determines which trip you could win, and en entries will be accepted until September 28th. Uh, winners will be chosen by lottery. A round-trip airfare from Tokyo International or Narita International is included with hotel accommodation. And each trip lasts for five days. Aside from the travel tour pack prices, five people will win travel tickets worth 30,000 yen or about $270. And three people will win travel tickets worth 100,000 yen or $900. Pokemon Go has offered limited regional Pokemon around the world, including limited capture events to promote tourism and special events. That's and I'd say cool. I have fallen so far out of Pokemon Go, it's not even funny. Well, you know, if Mako Chai was here, she would have been all over this. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
Alright, um, before we continue, since we're talking about Pokemon, something I want to throw out there real quick, and I apologize that this slipped my mind. Um, we've all heard of Make-A-Wish Foundation, right? Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Make-A-Wish Foundation fulfills a wish for a, a very sick child. And if you follow wrestling, you know John Cena has pretty much is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most amount of Make-A-Wishes. But... It's not often we hear about this within the anime, cosplay, fandoms, and community. This weekend at Otakon, they're doing a Make-A-Wish Pokemon event for for a fan. So, I decide, and they're looking for people to be a part of this, and I signed up as Trainer Brock. And to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't miss this for the world. I, I, I like, to me, this is sort of like my way of giving back to the community, besides doing photography and talking about conventions and running this website for y'all. This is something else I thought I gotta do. It, to me, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so... I, I, I urge you all, I mean, if you're going to Otakon and you're going... I would say, if you can, be a part of this. Just go to otakon.com slash activities slash make-a-wish, or it's make-a-wish. Or just go to otakon.com. It's all there under act. It should be right under yeah, right under activities. Otakon.com/activities. Make a wish. Come through. Help. I think this is going to be pretty awesome. I know. At- I just signed up. Yeah, starts at one and it goes to two thirty. I I will not. I'm. Uh, this is something I got. I'm definitely want to do. This is going to be something pretty fun. Yeah, and even if you don't end up signing up to go, you can just go to cheer them on. Um, it's it's nice to have the support and everything and cheer them on while they're... In this instance, what they're doing is a Pokemon trainer setup. So the cosplayers will be playing, you know, gym leaders and Pokemon and things like that, and they'll be throwing Pokeballs to catch them. Yep. So even if you're not wanting to sign up to participate, definitely go out and show some support for a kid who otherwise would just be dealing with their terminal illness and silence and sadness and brighten their day so yeah i'm 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 excited for it and it's it's sadly it's the second year it's been going on and i haven't been able to make it but a lot of it is made cafe i'm hoping next year wait, i'm not leading the made cafe i'll be able to make it out if we have it again but wait they did um have tons year? of fun they did one last year yeah oh shit i totally did not know that it's okay the only reason i really know these things is because i'm stuff um but yeah they had one last year as well um okay. And I know that they do the kaiju, pocket kaiju battle or something as well. So if you're a very big Pokemon fan, you can definitely find some things to do at Otakon. So, but yeah, this this Make-A-Wish Foundation thing is very, very awesome. Hold on, I am pulling up the last, basically the next track for, our, for, for the article. Oh shit, I did not know there was a strong version of this. I just tend to grab sound, soundtracks left and right, and when I look at I did not realize it's like alternate versions of songs and stuff like that, so I think that's pretty cool. But anywho, we're going to flip things over to from Pokemon to its one of its arch rivals, Digimon. And we're going to tell you about the Digimon 20th Anniversary Project. So this is what's going on. Next year marks the 20th anniversary of the original Digimon Adventure anime. There is a project that's coming out that's to celebrate that anniversary and it was just revealed a couple of days ago. It's called The Dark Masters Karano Chosenjo Heisa Sareta Le Pinokchimon. 
challenge from the Dark Masters, the Locked House Puppetmon. It's a puzzle-solving event that will debut at Nazatomo Cafe, location throughout Japan, starting September 21st. In this experience story, children without the means to stand up against the mighty power of the Dark Masters search for shelter. They stumble upon an isolated house in the forest, but this was actually according to Puppetmon's plans. The children end up trapped inside the house, and the event's participants go on a mission to save them. The, launch will launch, the event will launch simultaneously at all of the cafe locations in Japan. That's the Nazatomo Cafe. Sounds like um, one of those, um, what do you call those? Those puzzle houses, what do you call those again? Escape rooms? Escape rooms, that's what it is. Reminds me of one of those escape rooms, sounds pretty cool. The Digimon franchise started in Japan in June of 1997 with a line of portable virtual pet gaming devices. The first film and anime, Digimon Adventure, premiered in March of 99. It spawned six more series from the direct se sequel, Digimon Adventure 02, all the way up to, to, to the series in, from 2016 to 2017, Digimon Universe Apple Monsters. In addition, several more project, several more anime projects ran in theaters, including the recently concluded Digimon Adventure Tree film series, Dekijoban, Digimon Adventure, known as Digimon Adventure the Movie. The new anime film project for the franchise will feature adult versions of the characters in the original anime and celebrate its 20th anniversary. That's going to be pretty cool, seeing all of them as adults um, battling it with Digimon. That's going to be kind of cool. Uh, let's see. I think that's basically it. And at the rate we're going, we're probably going to get out of here early so we can all take care of last-minute cosplay stuff. And for Ichigo, extra sleep. Sleep, I like sleep. Give me sleep. What? There's things other than sleep? Yep, there are other things than sleep. I actually don't have to be up early tomorrow because I have vacation this week. Nice. It's really funny, though. A friend of mine was talking about boxes and things like that, and I told her how, yeah, I like to steal packages just so I can have the boxes from my hubs. And she was like, I'm going to bring a large cardboard box to Maid Cafe, and you're going to run it from there, right? And I was like, yep. <laughs> so I'll be like a cat maid. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sleeping in a box. Well, the funny thing is, my boss is going on vacation this week, um, and he knows he, I'm taking this time off. Thankfully, I put this all the way in advance. I got to show him the, uh, the Make-A-Wish thing. That'll, that'll probably garner me more bonus points at work or something like that, so... So, anywho, before we get out of here and do all of what we want to do, we have to go through strange news from Japan. Huh. Wow. She tried to break us again this week, I think. No, I think I think she failed with this one. I think it only works when it's not back-to-back. -back. True, <laughs> true. She's got to keep the, like, the surprise to, like... A level and like then bring it up t ramp it up to like overkill and then bring it back down again giving us false hope yep all right so you know what i will take the first story i take the third one then go for it okay i'll take the second one well it's not like you really had a choice but i'm number two i'm number two 
<laughs> now, this story reminds me of how, you know, mobile games started having to put, like, the, the lock so that the kids wouldn't, like, buy stuff to play in-game, you know? That's why they have the warnings now. But well, they might have to do this for adults. Because a Japanese educator embezzled a little bit over $69,000 over the last four years for mobile for mobile game microtransactions. What the fuck? I mean, I buy microtransactions, but I do like the Google rewards. I just bank that and just buy transactions when I need it. Mobile, you have to understand, mobile games are fun, but it's not a reason to steal money meant for education. How dare you? I mean, maybe he was playing Love Nikki and he had to get them sets. Oh, for fuck's sake, people. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. That's like the biggest one I know that has tons of microtransactions. But given the characters in the game, and this is, would not surprise me in the least. But as the story goes, Mobile games can be addictive, often resorting to lottery mechanisms with low chances for players to get rare and powerful characters. And it seems Jap Japanese gamers, in particular, are willing to shell out their hard-earned money, essentially making them the biggest spenders in the world when it comes to mobile games. The urge to splurge on microtransactions can be overwhelming for some, and one Japanese male educator in his 40s couldn't resist spending money on his favorite games. But the issue was that the money wasn't his. Oops. And the guy and the man was a deputy director that worked at Kyoto University of Education from Mar from April of 2015 to March of 2018. Wow. He managed the funds for an education support group during that time, but instead of safekeeping the money by parents for the student extracurricular activities and overseas studies. He kept stealing it as if it was its own private piggy bank. You bastard. The COPA transferred money to the Ministry of Education, Coach and Sports Science Technology in April 2018, but he didn't hand over any transaction records to his successor. An investigation was launched. After being confronted, he admitted that he embezzled over a total of 7.7 .7 million yen, which translates to roughly 69,000 $213 to fund mobile game microtransactions and to purchase second-hand premium plastic models. Um, wow. Expressing deep regret, he returned the full amount that was stolen. And shockingly enough, Kyoto University of Education did not press charges. Wow. Why? Because they gave him the money back? Maybe so. Maybe he was really sorry. Here's the money back. My question is, if you had the money in the first place, why would you steal it? I mean, that's like the celebrities who, who shoplift. It's the thrill of it. There you go. As politicians have been punished for misappropriating much less, letting this ex-deputy director off the hook so lightly just seems really strange. It's unknown whether the Ministry of Education, Culture, Sports, Science, and Technology will take further action, but we sure hope justice will be meted out in some way for the sake of everyone. He should have to, you know, he may reprimands, but he should still, you know. 
Or community service or something, at least. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Alright, Mako-chan. How about your cool runnings? Sorry. What? Well, you have to remember that both of you are fans of the same Sailor Senshi, okay? Okay, but I think we sound pretty different. Let us know in the chat if me and Mako-chan sound like one person playing each other's voices. That, well, well yeah. uh, I'm fairly you. certain Mako's going to throttle you for that. He's always threatening to throttle me. And speaking of our chat room, Dungeon Buster <laughs> says it was for curriculum research. Sure, we'll go with that, side-eye. <laughs> well, if you're excited for the Olympics next year in 2019, it's... Or 2020, sorry, my bad. Um, it is getting... They're getting amped up for it in Tokyo. Um, because you can't just plan last minute for something like the Olympics. So Tokyo businesses may be asked to turn up the AC and open the doors to help keep Olympic spectators cool. Remember when your mom told you to shut the door? Uh, are you trying to cool the outdoors? I, I, I don't think that that's the phrase. I think it's like, shut the door, do, do you live in a barn? Mm. But that's the premise behind cool share. The road to 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games have, has been a rocky one with plagiarism scandals, budgetary issues, and a debate over which musician would best represent the country. Uh, next time on Japan's Got Talent. Um, <laughs> but now, during the time of year when the games are planned to be held, the extreme heat has many thinking of ways to prevent references like death toll while looking at the 2020 games. Now, what is this? Battle Royale? Like... Of course, though, we, we, we are definitely going to be paying attention to the heat levels because this past year has been crazy for Japan. One plan the, the Environment Ministry is currently floating past people is a variation of the Cool Share Initiative. Essentially, the Cool Share program is a way for people to easily find public air-conditioned spaces to visit rather than staying home and using theirs. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just makes me laugh. Uh, this is a good way to both reduce overall energy consumption and stimulate the economy by getting people out and about. Additionally, during the marathon event of the 2020 Olympics, the ministry is looking into whether shops and office buildings are willing to run their air conditioners while opening doors and windows in the first floor to let the cool air waft out into the blistering heat of the street. Well, that's an alliteration for the ages. This isn't such a radical idea in Japan, where shops have been known to do this to entice passers-by. In fact, you might even find the occasional small business with an AC unit installed on the front. However, this Olympic-sized plan is far more ambitious. In addition to scheduling an early start time of 7 a.m., they are considering having as many workplaces and business located along the course as possible to turn on their air conditioners, and at the same time, open their doors and windows to help cool down spectators. On August 2nd, they held a survey to gauge, uh, to gauge how people would feel about such a plan and to see if businesses were willing to open during the event and share their air conditioning. One respondent told the survey, uh, I'd like people of all ages to enjoy the marathon in Tokyo, young and old, so I would like Cool Share to go ahead. Netizens, on the other hand, had a much different opinion, as netizens do. Are they serious? 
all right, let's just fire up all those nuclear power plants again. Cool sharing, LOL. Did the heat make them stupid? Of course, the obvious way to protect people is to change the time. But can't do that because there's too much money tied up now and it's more important than safety. I hope no one dies during the marathon. That would really suck. Although full of passion, these comments don't go into detail about the inherent flaws of cool share. First off, even with the apparent energy efficiency, Japanese air conditioners often boast, the power consumption for such a large-scale plan would be off the charts. Also, despite their name, the Environment Ministry appears to have poor grasp of how air conditioners work. That was my thoughts exactly, article. Thank you for reading my mind. They seem to think that magic ice pixies turn the air cold. But in actuality, the ice pixie's magic is still bound by the laws of thermodynamics and don't eliminate hot air. Rather, they remove it from the user's area and put it somewhere else. Anyone who has ever walked past the side of a building, truck, or car will no doubt have experienced this in the form of a blast of hot air enough to temporarily shut down certain brain functions. As you, and then in the article, they do run, he runs a little test and he draws a little cartoon. And I'm going to post that in the chat right now for you guys. There you go. And basically goes through uh, explaining how, 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 the, how, how heat works and thermodynamics and all that fun stuff. And uh, how... If his calculations are correct, the concentrated heat exhaust in those relatively compact areas will be so great they will trigger a space-time rift allowing creatures from alternate nightmarish dimensions to enter ours and wreak havoc. Such as the Elder Gods, uh, it almost looks like Spaghetti Monster, uh, you know, just different creatures. In conclusion, the cool share solution to the Olympic heat problems is recklessly wasteful at best, I agree, and liable to unleash a terrible flesh-devouring beast unto the world at worst. Um, so basically, the article uh, coverage is he's on the side of not doing it because it's wasteful and stupid. Well, he's not wrong about it. He is not wrong. Mm, nope. Unless they plan on turning all the ACs so that the hot air goes back into the buildings. Ew, ew. Well, I mean, anytime you walk into an air conditioning building, you basically get that first blast of hot air and then you get the cold. So, like,. If it's just going to toss out hot and cold air, it's not going to do what they're thinking it'll do. It'd probably be better to just have either fans running along the course to circulate the air or just not have it at all. But yeah, so that's fun. I got nothing. Ari, please. <clears throat> gotcha. Japanese... Japanese government's newest plan to fight overwork? Give employees, mon give employees Monday morning off. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Here's a strange aspect of adult life. Even though Sunday is a day off for most people, Sunday night is often the low point in terms of fun of the entire weekend. That's because the Sunday night is a night off. The specter of having to clock into the office at bright and early the next morning <clears throat> looms over any plans you make, which often means that instead of going out and really enjoying themselves on Sunday evening... A lot of people end up lazily winding out home as the sun sinks in a weekend, dies with a whimper. I've been there so many times. But Japan's, <clears throat> but Japan's Ministry of Economy, Trade, and Industry is hoping to change out with a new in initiative it's dubbed Shining Monday. And what's supposed to make Monday so radiant? Companies letting workers take the morning off. Thus allowing people to sleep in, nurse hangovers, or 
as this one multitasking gentleman is doing in the article, both. The idea is an offshoot of the Japanese government's pre, uh, pre Premium Friday content, which began promoting in 2017. Under that plan, the government has asked companies to let employees leave early on the last Friday of the month in hope of improving workers' work-slash-life balance and also boosting the economy as busy professionals get a little more free time in which to spend the money they've been working such long hours to earn. However, the end of the month tends to be an extremely busy time in Japanese offices as monthly accounts are tallied and closed, and critics say this is limiting how many workers can realistically clock out early in the last Friday of the month and leave unfinished projects sitting on the weekend. <clears throat> so the ministry is proposing as an alternative that the companies let employees have the morning off on the Monday following the last Friday of the month. In the concept's first test run, the ministry says 30% of its staff had the first half of Monday, July 27th off, and the wheels of government don't seem to have ground to a halt as a result. <clears throat> Considering how universally hated Monday mornings are and how most people already seem to have an extra spring in their step Friday afternoon at the end of the work week approaches, being able to start late on Monday seems like it'd be at least a nice, if not nicer, than getting to leave early on Friday. However, it's worth pointing out that in a February survey conducted one year after the government began publicizing this concept, only 11.2% of workers said they actually left work early on a supposed special day. <clears throat> Honestly, I would be all for this, mostly because any time that your boss wants to give you time off and... Presumably you're getting paid for it because it's a, you know, government holiday in a way. Mm -hmm. You fucking jump on that shit. Hell yeah. I mean, the only downside, I'm if I'm the devil's advocate in this one, is that as soon as it gets, like, regulated and it gets normalized, then people are just going to be doing the same stuff they do on Monday as they do on Sunday anyway. So... I mean, it's nice to get a three-day weekend, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have, like, a scheduling, like, system like that. But at the same time, all the problems that they're trying to mitigate just basically get pushed back. And then the fact that the work week is shorter for people, unless they're working at home, which I'm sure is obviously the case, or they go in on their days off, which is obviously the case, it's going to be much shorter work week, which is a higher pressure environment. So... I would say it'd probably be better for them to experiment with this and see how it works out and maybe do it in in part, like have two Mondays during the month that they have off first to see how it functions versus just instituting it immediately. But that's just me. I like to weigh the pros and cons of everything and I like to see how things work before you just institute something that has no background behind it and no research done with it. So that's just how I function. Sounds about right. Okay. <sighs> wow. Well, we still got time. I think we should need to hurry up, drop the rest of the tracks off, and call it a night. What do y'all think? Works for me. I need to pack for Otakon, so yes. Emphatic yes. Alright, just for the record, I just shared something on my Facebook. Do not click it. Trust me on this. I'm telling y'all this, and whoever's listening right now, do not click on it. Because you're going to, you're, you're going to either be laughing or mad. I don't need that. But anywho, we're gonna go ahead, play last tracks of the night, and wrap up the show. Uh, where, there we go. So.
adjust this. And right, it would have been on infinite repeat. So we'll be back.
And we're out of here in a record time. I like that. So I'm going to go ahead, make this quick and brief so we can transform and roll out and get shit ready for Otakon this weekend. We can't wait. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're telling you straight from our hearts. So definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. Now, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that is podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. We're here to believe you. Now, while you do that, swing on over to our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our convention articles, our anime reviews, cosplay tips and tutorials, links to our photo galleries, our YouTube videos, and so much more. That's AnimeJamSession.com. And if you swing by there this week, I believe we have an article of cosplay interview brought to us by Uni, so swing by. And don't forget, our podcast is available on, on many sites. iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, VOD Network Forums, where it's posted every week, and Player FM. Eventually, on the side of the page, you'll see available links where you can just click on and subscribe. Just make it easy for you. That's what we want to do. Again, that is on iTunes, Stitcher Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. And if you can, leave us a five-star review or type of a review. We want to definitely know what you want, what you think of the show. If you can't email us, just drop us a post on, on those sites. We appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media sites. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Yes, it's no longer Anime Jam Session TV. I fixed that. It's YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everyone who follows us on our social sites, thank you so much. We couldn't do this show without y'all. And don't forget to follow, and don't forget, we're back here on VOD Network every week, live Tuesdays starting at 9.30, Uncle Presentation Thursdays at 2 p.m. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. President of the world. President of the world. President, oh, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm still stuck on the uh, G and Sagat trailers for uh, Street Fighter Five. <laughs> Both characters look awesome, but G got a character thing called President of the World, and it's fucking amazing. You'll have to link me to that later. Just search G trailer on YouTube. You'll okay. it'll be like one of the first results. All right. Last word, Ichigo. Yan Yan, I'm gonna go find a box to sleep in now. See you guys at Otakon. Well, as the saying goes, if it fits, I sit. Well, I'm gonna take care of business. TCOB, that's it. That's it. We're out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Thank you, fuck you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, we're out of here. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo! Good night, y'all. We out this bitch. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com 
and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!